Welcome. You're listening to Faith vs. Weight with Maria Bauer. Maria is a former U.S. Navy Health Information Systems Officer, current health and wellness coach, and author of the book, Faith vs. Weight, reminding you that you already have victory in Christ. Now, here's your host, Maria Bauer. Hello and welcome. It's time for your Daily Devo, because faith comes from hearing and hearing through the Word of Christ, Romans 10, 17. Thank you for joining me as we are spiritually energized to share the good news in both reflection and action from Genesis to Revelation in one year using the chronological five-day Bible reading program as our guide, BibleClassMaterial.com. Scripture readings are taken from the New Heart English Bible public domain. Week 2, Day 1, covers Genesis 16 through 18 and Mark 6. Lord, do not pass me by. Although God had promised to make a great nation out of Abram when he was 75, Ten years later, at age 85, Abram still had no children. His wife Sarai decided to give her servant Hagar to Abram as a wife so they might move things along, since the Lord was not making it happen on their timeline or apparently at all. The good news for Sarai was Hagar did get pregnant. The bad news was that Hagar now looked at Sarai with contempt. Sarai then made life miserable for Hagar after Abram told Sarai to basically do what to her what she saw fit. After fleeing to the desert, hopeless and without options, Hagar had an angel of the Lord appear to her, telling her to return to Sarai. He also told her that he would multiply her offspring to a number that could not be counted, but that her son Ishmael would be a wild man with many enemies. Still, the most beautiful and memorable part of this passage was when Hagar tells the angel of the Lord that he has a God who sees her and looks after her. When I pray, I pray that the God who sees me chooses his will for my life. I pray the same for you. Abram was 86 after Ishmael was born. This was 11 years after God had promised to make a nation out of him. Even though this seemed like a long time, it was still not God's timing. Finally, at age 99, things started to change for Abram. The Lord reminds Abram that he is God Almighty and that Abram should walk before him and be blameless. After falling on his face, Abram is told by the Lord once again that he will make Abram into nations. The Lord then gives Abram a new name to go along with his new identity. Abram becomes Abraham. Not only does God make a covenantal promise with Abraham to be the father of nations, he also promises the land of Canaan. Abraham's part of the covenant is to have all males circumcised after eight days of life. Any not circumcised would break the covenant. So Abram had everyone in his household circumcised, including himself at the age of 99 and Ishmael at the age of 13. The angel of the Lord also tells Abraham that he will have a son at 100 years of age. This is now 25 years after the Lord first told Abraham he would make a great nation out of him. This is just one of many examples in the Bible where God plants a dream that blooms decades later. After Abraham stops laughing, God tells him that the future covenant will be established through the son who will arrive next year called Isaac. The covenant will not be established with Ishmael. As hard as we try, we cannot force God's timing. Whenever we try and play God, we usually complicate and slow down the process. Then one day, Abraham was sitting outside of his tent, and three men appeared. Once Abraham sees them, he runs outside, recognizing 
that one of them is an angel of the Lord and says, Lord, please do not pass me by. Abraham then runs to Sarah and asks her to make a meal. The men then ask where Sarah is. The Lord shares that she will have a son by the same time next year. Now, this time, Sarah, who was called Sarai, is laughing, to which she gets called out even after denying it. How many times have we assumed that something was impossible for the Lord, that it was almost laughable? To which the Lord replies, is there anything too hard for the Lord? Once two of the angels leave, the angel of the Lord reveals that he is now going on to Sodom because it has sinned greatly against him. When you read or listen to this account, pay attention to how many times the angel of the Lord listens to and relents on his plans for Sodom based on Abraham's intercession. Sodom was full of great evil, but it was also the home of Abraham's nephew, Lot. In Mark 6, the Bible teaches us what happens when we harden our hearts. As Jesus returns to his hometown of Nazareth, no one believes in him. So he gives them what they asked for, which was nothing. He healed a few sick people, but that was about it, because he was amazed at their disbelief. Everywhere else Jesus went, he was in high demand. So much so that he sent out the apostles to work in his name, casting out many demons while anointing and healing the sick while they traveled with just the clothes on their back. Jesus became so famous that Herod started getting antsy. No one really knew who Jesus was, but Herod in his paranoia assumed Jesus was John the Baptist coming back from the dead because it was Herod who had John beheaded at the request of his wife Herodias, who he basically stole from his brother Philip. Although Herod was intrigued by John, Herodias hated him because John reminded Herod that he should not have stolen Herodias from his brother. So Herodias waited for her first chance to get rid of John, which came via her daughter. After pleasing Herod at a banquet he threw with her dancing, he offered in front of everyone that she, Salome, could have whatever she wanted. Not knowing what to ask for, her mother happily told her to ask for John's head. Since Herod made the offer to Herodias in front of everyone, he couldn't take it back. So he had John beheaded, but gravely regretted it. In the meantime, Jesus invites his apostles to take a break from all of their work to rest. However, just like today, famous people have a hard time getting out of the limelight. Everyone followed him to the point that there were 5,000 people listening to Jesus' teaching who became very hungry. At this point, Jesus asked his disciples to feed them. Although there were a measly five loaves and two fish, all of the 5,000 were fed with 12 baskets left over because Jesus performed a miracle. After feeding the 5,000, Jesus went to a remote place to pray and set the disciples ahead of him by boat. Jesus later walked on the water, intending to pass them by. But when he heard their cries of fear, he got in the boat with them and did not pass them by. When he finally got out of the boat, people rushed with their sick, imploring him to touch his garment, and everyone who did was healed. They weren't going to let Jesus pass them by either. How about you? Today's reflection, Lord, please do not pass me by. Today's action, are you pursuing the Lord to the point where he could not easily pass you by? As Abraham did outside of his tent, as the disciples did in their boat, or as the crowds who kept following him? 
Daily Devo is just a sneak peek intended to get you excited about the rest of the greatest story ever told. Check out Genesis 16 through 18 and Mark 6. Just 15 minutes a day of Bible reading or my favorite Bible listening just five days a week will allow you to cover the Bible in one year as God's promises cover you in the process. Thank you for listening to Faith Versus Weight, reminding you that you already have victory in Christ.